0: This episode of the Autism Dad podcast is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is a biofeedback-based video game platform that teaches kids to emotionally self-regulate. This leads to a significant reduction in meltdowns and parental stress. It's backed by science, helped over 100,000 kids. And if you want more information, latest reviews and updates, as well as current discount codes, visit theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. Welcome to the autism dad podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. And today we are going to have a conversation about the importance of inclusion and neurodiversity in the workforce. To do that, I have my friends, Sonny and Rose from Bennett life here, and we're going to kind of talk about this from a couple of different angles. So, uh, I'm just going to kind of jump into this. So thank you both for taking the time to come on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Sonny, could you take a minute and just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and what your experience has been.
1: Yeah, so I am the community director for Bennett Life. Uh, my main goal um, within our company is making sure that we're uh, reaching the communities that we're serving um, in a respectful and uh, sensitive matter. Um, we work with a lot of different invisible disabilities. Uh, one of our largest uh Demographics being the autism community. So, when I was approached to take this position within Ben Ed, um, yes, I'm neurodivergent myself. Yes, ADHD is one of the uh, communities we serve, but they wanted me to primarily focus on the autism community. So, one of the very, very first things I did, I was like, okay, I love that you want me to come on board, um, but my one stipulation is we need to have autistic people on staff. Um, We need to make sure that no conversations are being had about them without them. And that was like my very first initiative as soon as we started launching our autism outreach programs um, and marketing and reaching out to those communities. And that's where Rose and then another one of our uh, neurodiversity specialists came in um, as well, Alyssa. Um, I knew both Rose and Alyssa personally. It was a lot easier of an ask for me to go to them personally as I was like approaching uh, this, this world brand new. Um, well, not brand new. I'm not brand new to the autism community. I've worked in the autism community now, um, for over 10 years. Um, but when it came to having someone on our team, it was a lot easier for me to ask someone that I already had a really good established relationship with. And that's where we brought on Rose. Um, Rose and I have known each other for eight years now.
0: Oh, I, was, I didn't, I didn't know that you guys knew each other before this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,' I met I met you
0: in South Carolina, yes, uh, well, I'm pointing to you, but sunny, yeah
1: Sunny. Yeah. I met sunny in- <laughs>
0: in in south carolina yeah um rose hi how are you doing how are you
2: doing and you're um, coming
0: like all the way from um
2: Belgium so like despite despite the British accent, I do actually live in Belgium, um just
0: to confuse everybody okay so i'm so I'm you, not
2: from Belgium. I'm from london you're just
0: you're Okay, you're living in Belgium.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in Belgium.
0: Okay.
2: Late last year, Sunny first approached me. Um, and she knows very well that I've been on a, quite a turbulent journey, to say the least, with my diagnoses. So I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 12. Um, and that was a whole tornado in itself. And then I wasn't diagnosed with autism until my early 20s. Um mm-hmm. So when she contacted me last year, um, very tentatively introducing Bernard Life, my gut reaction was a bit like, mm, don't like this. Uh, it 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 rang bells familiar of other situations I've been in where I just felt like I can't trust this, or are they trying to change my autism, or I don't really get the point. So I think we left it there, and it wasn't really the time. And then early this year, Sunny popped up again, and reintroduced the idea to me but kind of from a different angle and it was basically within more rows you could not be more of an expert within yourself and both my parents have autism and I've worked within autism like on and off. Oh my god, almost ten years. And Sunny's real purpose was we just want you to talk to us and like advise us and give us your feedback or your opinions or your experience or like what you're comfortable with. Knowing full well that by this point that I had a very vocal open blog on social media. Um, I've never really been someone to hold back on Instagram and Sunny's kind of seen that journey through you know both in mental health you know and psychiatric stuff and also with my neurodiversity um, and also with the fact that I have physical disabilities as well it kind of came round to I started to feel a lot more comfortable and I started to feel like Sunny was actually talking to me for the right reasons and it wasn't just hey we're Bennett Life and we have this probiotic supplement and this stuff and that it, it really wasn't what I think I'd initially thought, and I was really, I'm really glad I gave it a second chance because, quite frankly, if there's one, then it, it really makes me emotional. It's genuinely not, I'm not being dramatic when I say that if, if that hadn't happened early this year, I don't know where I would be. And the kind of journey through only just what six, seven months, six months that we've had as a team and as a company and kind of as an actual community. But it's also brought me and Sunny closer in a way that I didn't realize I needed. And it's because Sunny herself has experience and knowledge in areas that i was lacking and it it just works really really well like we work i think and sunny agrees we work really well as a team so that's how i got here and even though i'm barely getting any sleep at the moment i can't seem to put pened life down
0: <laughs> so let me ask this what are some of the challenges that neurodivergent people or neurodiverse people face when seeking employment like um because i know that's a really big topic right now about you know trying to Uh, encourage people specifically in the autism community, like, you know, employers to hire autistic people because they bring these insane skills to the workplace and they're an untapped resource. And, you know, oftentimes it requires some, um, accommodations, right? Accommodations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I almost forgot the word. Uh, like what, what is, what is the challenge?
1: Yeah, there are a couple of things there. Um, so I think stereotypes for one is, is one thing that autistic people are having to battle against, uh, and Rose, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I would have never approached Rose or Alyssa if I knew that they weren't staunch advocates. Um, I, their strengths and special interests lie in autism education and advocacy. And you can't just go to any autistic person and be like, you're going to like this job because it has to do with autism. Um, So it's making sure that you're reaching out to the right kinds of autistic people. Um, And as just as you would approach any neurodiet or neurotypical person, if they have a specialty in accounting, you're going to find that they are going to do best in an accounting job. Um, Just because they're autistic doesn't mean that they're going to be good at math and science. Uh, There's such a wide variety of autistic people out there is you got to make sure that when you're having these conversations with people, you are putting them in a job that best suits them. I had an interview with a uh, autistic gentleman, and uh, you know he put out on LinkedIn that he was searching for a job. So I was like, hey, like let's interview and have a conversation and see if anything that we have open is going to be a fit for you. And at the time, it was a neurodiversity and disability specialist role, and that wasn't his thing, and that's okay. It, you know, it's your he knows that, you know what, this isn't my my strong suit. This isn't my special interests. Like, this isn't interesting to me. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, the, just because they're autistic doesn't mean that they're going to be suited for every single job out there uh, and or suited for even a job that has, specifically has to do with being an expert on autism. Uh, it, it's making sure that you don't stereotype and put autistic people into a box before you even have a conversation with them. So I think that's a huge challenge. Um, and, and another huge challenge, um, just from conversations that I've had with other professionals and different companies, is they're scared about accessibility and being able to provide um, adequate resources and accommodations. And I've found with working with Rose and Alyssa, those are relatively easy things to make. Um, Granted, you know, I have only worked with a handful of autistic people. Um, So, you know, there's I'm sure that as we bring more neurodiverse people on staff, there's going to be more accommodations that we're going to need to make. But I'm an accommodation like nut. I love doing that stuff. Um, When it came to sending Alyssa and Rose out to an event in Alabama for Culture City, I was like so on top of it. I'm like, what accommodations do you need? Like, do you need this? Do you need that? Um, so it's just having a genuine want to make sure the people that you're working with are well taken care of. Um, I feel like our job culture is headed in a direction where that's more of the norm. Um, but it's still, still something that needs work, um, where you need to not look at your employees as numbers, but as whole people. And that allows you to make, understand them on a level that brings compassion and empathy into the workplace. I think that's super important. But those are those are some of the bigger challenges is stereotypes and accommodation. That scares scares a lot of people away.
0: Rose, what ha- thank you for that. Rose, what is what has your experience been like?
1: Um okay so
2: oh God, where do I even start? So yeah. um you know what? Okay, so I don't want anything I say to be like too negative, but I don't, I also don't want to sound completely up my own ass. Um I will put it this way. I take very I take a lot of pride in the fact that my it's like I I separate my life into two halves. Now, I'm only 29, um but I have definitely had a bit more life experience than the average 29-year-old it that way. I've moved around a lot and I've been to a lot of different schools and I've had a lot of different jobs and I've got a lot of different qualifications and I've got a little a lot of different interests and I've got a lot of things I'm not good at um but I am quite frankly more than capable of many things more than just stacking shelves and more than just working in your lane your local grocery store and I have no issue with any of those jobs but I have worked to a certain point where I know my capabilities and I know where my strengths lie and where my weaknesses lie I knew I liked working really young uh and because I was living and studying abroad for my family. I ended up getting very quickly into bartending jobs because well, it's like the only place that actually gave me a chance or an opportunity because I, I definitely know that I presented differently and looking back on how I came across in interviews and how I came across in certain situations, I had no social cues, and I was either too stressed or had immense imposter syndrome or didn't really understand how this, how these things worked. Um, And when I first moved here, I had just, I so I was working in London um, at the National Autistic Society, who I'm a massive fan of, uh, and will always be a massive fan of. And I was really happy. They were really celebrating who I was. And my role went from like what I had interviewed for to like everything under the sun. And they just really, for the first time in my entire life made me feel at home in what I was doing and literally to be autistic, or they wanted me to be autistic um they wanted me to literally just be myself so that was great but then unfortunately i basically tore both my legs apart and had to come back to where my family were residing to have some serious healthcare stuff done um which is what started my journey to not having work and to finding out that i was moving to a country where i walked into the job center and I'm not afraid to admit this because it's something I think that should be changed. I walked into the job center here and it's kind of like, you have to sign on legally for certain things here. And the person themselves who also had a disability said to me that there was an incentive called an understanding premium, which will mean nothing to anyone here. Um, so they, they basically go to your employer that you want to work for and they offer them that you pay, they pay less tax to hire you as an autistic person as an incentive to make them hire you as an autistic person. Now, the way I heard that was, we're gonna tell your employer that they can pay less tax to have you because it's shittier to have have someone with neurodiversity. And we need to give them an incentive to hire you because you're autistic. And I just was so offended. And I was like, you haven't even looked at my CV. You haven't even talked to me. You don't know that I have a bachelor's of science and I don't think that makes me better than you, but it's still something worth noting. I've worked so many jobs in the last 10 years. I have never really had a bad review. I've never been fired. Um, But you're making me feel very much like I don't want to disclose my autism because they need to pay less tax to hire me. It was just really offensive to me. And that was kind of the stepping stone to what has been now four years of me not being accepted in a workplace, not having any adjustments given, just like genuinely burning out very quickly. I mean, the last time I had a full-time job, I got every autoimmune reaction under the sun from the stress. I had, um, ha, huh, what is zona in English? Um, I don't know what it's called, but I had all of these horrific reactions. I got so sick. Um, shingles. I got shingles at like
0: twenty-five. I was just that up.
2: Yeah, zona. I got shingles at like twenty-five. I I then I got tonsillitis and then I was burnt out and it was just like one thing after another. Just trying to hold down the most basic full-time job. It was just working as a secretary at a law firm and it wasn't really their fault it was more that I didn't really pick up on the fact that it probably wasn't the right place for me but at the same time it really knocked me down and like it's taken me until now to not want to work online like I just it's not that I haven't applied I've applied to all sorts of jobs I've had interviews I've had really successful interviews I've had great talks I've done incredible volunteering stuff but nowhere that I felt I could do long term without ending up sick again and it's a huge fear of me um I know that I I bring something to the table that not is not always common. I know that I have the capability of teaching myself something very quickly. I know that with autism, I think we often do our job 110%, not less. Um and with the right like adjustments in place, I thrive.
0: All right, real quick break. Um Starting something new. I'm going to start dropping trailers for podcasts that I'm really a big fan of, and I got a couple of friends named Brian and Sean. They have a podcast called Just Two Dads. They're absolutely hilarious. Once you guys start listening to them, you're never going to want to stop. So you have been warned. Here's a trailer. Enjoy. Make sure you guys check them out. Hi, I'm Sean Francis, and I'm Brian Altunian, and, together, and we are we are just two, two dads. That's <laughs> just that doesn't. I don't. We're not
1: professionals, obviously. We know yeah,
0: we're I, this is real as it gets. Anyway, we are Just Two Dads and we have a weekly podcast, Anywhere You Get Podcasts, where we talk about different issues that affect the
1: special needs community, especially when it comes to raising a child and from a dad's perspective.
0: Look, you're watching this stopwatch and you want to make sure that we get this all in in 30 seconds. You can catch us That's live right. every week on Facebook or you can catch us on our YouTube channel under We Are Just Two Dads or podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. Hope that you'll catch us weekly on Just Two Dads. See you then. When I was just thinking about this and then we can kind of Sonny, do you remember when we were at the, we were at that dinner at the conference, right? And Peter was talking about, Peter. He, I think he's he's from Belgium, right?
1: Yes, he's from Belgium. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. He's from Belgium. I thought so. He was telling us how the people at the airport, they only hire autistic people to do the security checks because the average person, like the typical person will start seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And they miss all the things that need to be caught, especially when you're getting on a plane. And he said, autistic people look at each thing as a brand new thing, as an individual thing. And they're able to more efficiently and effectively process people through security checkpoints without missing stuff that everybody else would.
2: It was Belgium. and
0: it was about, yeah, it was, yeah. that was, that, that was, that was really cool. And, and a, I, a, and I thought it was a, an interesting way of, recognizing innate talents that that people can bring to the table you know and yeah and the improvement yeah. that it makes not only for the customer or, or the traveler experience but also the passengers who uh want to be safe and you know it just i we need more of that kind of thing where we're tapping into resources and strengths that people have regardless of you know, if you have to make some accommodations, we make some accommodations. I mean, it just, whether you're autistic or not, I mean, anybody, even neurotypical people need accommodations sometimes, sometimes they need, uh, they can't work Thursdays or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. why can't you just have, uh, a follow-up email, you know, about, you know, the list of, um, you know, things that need to be done today or whatever. There's no reason why you can't just do something like that. I mean, it just seems it's so simple in order to make something so workable that benefits Mm -hmm. everybody as a whole. It just takes that extra. Sorry, go ahead. No, it just takes that extra step, you You know, spend your
2: whole time feeling like an inconvenience, like the word inconvenience never meant something small to me. It was like, I'm, I'm the inconvenience.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, and to kind of circle back to some of the things that Rose was saying and why, our mission at bed and life is so important and ingrained in, in what we're wanting to do. And the change that we're wanting to see is, you know, we're, we're still a small business. Um, we are a very small fish in a very, very big pond and, you know, seeing Rose taking up a full-time position while still managing to work for us, just has us so much more motivated to one, like become a bit bigger of a fish so we can get the the resources to bring her on as a like a full-time representative of our company. Um, you know, we're we're that is like such a huge goal for us, is not just with Rose, but with other neurodivergent people. And it's important to recognize and not just value the work that they're able to put out, but just any work that they're able to put out. And if they want to work awesome, like, let's get them to work. And like, let's not let that affect their state given benefits as well. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a whole other, that's a whole other. A kit whole of other worms. Yeah, that is a whole other can of worms. There's a couple of really amazing autistic people we want to hire, but they can't accept a position um, as much as they would love to because it's gonna minimize like the benefits. the benefits that they get. So whole other can of worms. But you know, mm-hmm. Benad Life so values just not just the autistic people that are able to work, but you know, having value in autistic people that are unable to, like in being able to make sure that they live, you know, the fulfilling lives that they they want to lead. Um and it's been so much fun for me to watch Rose grow from, you know, back in January when she started to where she is now. Like it, (laughs) she's just been so much fun to work with. And, you know, we've given her just all the freedom to just do what she does best, which is, you know, be authentically herself and educate people on autism, create amazing content, um, manage our social media. She is just She's luckily has stopped asking like permission to do certain things, which is nice. You know, I could see that that um, past job experience where she's like, are, "Are you sure this is okay? Like, am, am I doing all right? Is this okay?" And I'm like, "Girl, I'm like, you're doing yeah. so good." Like, I can see that there's still you know trauma from past workplaces where she doesn't feel like she's doing the right thing, and it's like, "No, like, please be yourself. Please be your unmasked true self." and it's been amazing to be able to see her do that. And she brought it up later where she has been able to work for us completely unmasked. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she brought up, you know, having a meltdown in in front of us and like, it was like, okay, yeah, it's totally cool. Um, and it's accepted and it's part of our normal. It's, it's okay to have a meltdown. (laughs) Um, that's something that I'm learning as, you know, someone who is ADHD, not autistic is, um, it's debatable. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um is, you know, and I, I'm such a fixer, is like when someone has a meltdown, I'm like, wait, what did I do wrong? And it's like, wait, no, it's okay. Meltdowns are okay to happen. People are allowed to have big feelings. I can't control all the stimulus. And I, I gotta accept that as, you know, their their advocate and and someone that's helping them and you know, advocating for them in ways where I can. I'm not going to be able to do it all <laughs> and i think that's important too for people that work with or manage autistic people is just because a meltdown happens like it's not it's not necessarily somebody's
0: fault, fault. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, it just, yeah it just it just totally okay. it just is.
1: Mm-hmm. It just and you is. know what they're
2: they're so much shorter when you have that space um yeah. Yeah. Oh, I de- i definitely remember having meltdowns at work like mm-hmm. i in all honesty i'm gonna be totally open with you I've had jobs where I have gone to the toilet. I have curled up around the toilet, like, you know, the the base of the toilet. I have curled up around it because it's cold and Mm -hmm. held onto it and just like screamed into my jacket Mm -hmm. um, because I was, I didn't know it, but I was having meltdowns and I had no safe space. So Mm -hmm. as unclean as that is, keeping in mind that most of our toilets were pretty clean, um, Mm -hmm. it was like the only way that I remember or recall feeling safe and I think that's like kind of funny to remember. But it's also really tragic. So to go from like that to hugging a toilet um, mm-hmm. to like just unmasking and having a really short meltdown about something stupid um, in front of my colleagues and my friends, like that's just such a contrast. It's like black and white, you know, it's like mm-hmm. such a contrast. Um, yeah. And that's that's also why I, I keep saying this, but it's so prolific, I think is the right word, or, or it's so poignant. To go into working with Bennett, um, because beside the NAS, I can't really remember anywhere I've been that capable of having them. But yeah, like I said, they're, they're much shorter when people mm-hmm. just allow you them.
1: Yeah, and I think in a way it's an honor too. Like I feel privileged that you felt comfortable enough to have a meltdown in front of myself and other My staff. <laughs> yeah, no, like honestly, you know, and it, it it's I feel like there's <laughs> there it, the the masking that happens in the workplace for autistic people, as well as people with ADHD. I've had the mask for years, um, acting like I have my shit together, but really I'm drowning (laughs) in a pile of paperwork that I don't want to do. Um, being able to authentically say, Hey, I need help on this, or I'm not okay. And I'm a, I'm going to go have a meltdown and it feel like a completely safe place is like such a privilege that we're in this workplace where that's okay, Um, I, and I think it's a really cool uh, ideal to to be living.
0: I, I, uh, one of the things that I, I answer questions from readers or listeners all the time, and and one of the things that was asked was like, why do my kids have meltdowns when they come home from school every day? Like, why does that keep happening? It's driving me crazy. And I'm like, well, I think we need to understand just like how stressful going to school is for an autistic kid because they're not just experiencing the, the, the lights or the, they're everything at one time and it's overwhelming and they are probably not getting the accommodations that they really need to um, thrive in that environment. And so masking or coping, whatever they do throughout the whole day so that they can hold it together while they're in the building. And when they come home, you've made home a safe place for your kids to just unload and purge and be themselves. And, when you, and so this sort of reminded me of what you were talking about with, you know, bedded life and having, uh, you know, being able to have a, a meltdown in, in front of colleagues and friends and not be judged or not be ridiculed or not have it exacerbated by, you know, nasty comments or whatever kind of thing. And it's a safe place. And it just reminded me of, of, you know, the kids come home and they have their meltdowns because home is a safe place, you know? And if you have an environment like that 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 is a work environment, that's that's pretty cool.
1: It's really cool, and I, I realize that we're very, very unique in that. Um, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, very unique in that. And I, I can't of all the job places that I worked in, I don't know if there's a community of people that I've worked with that I'd be able to to do that. Um, so I'm extremely proud of the. Culture that we've built at Ben Ed Life where that's totally okay. Like that is so like very, very, very rare. Um, and that's something that I pride myself on as as the community director that, you know, Alyssa and Rose have begun the creation of a safe space environment. Um, and that leadership is so on board with it too. Like, I don't want to just like just count from top down, everyone is completely yeah. on board. and They have to be like, uh, you need the number one person in your company to be completely on board. And David Carlitas, Frankie, our CEOs and heads of growth, like they are completely on board with that mission. And that's what has allowed me to make it a safe space because they've given me the space to do that. Um, so hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah it's possible. It's possible. It takes a lot of work, but it's, it's a hundred percent possible and not and worth all that it. hard. Yeah. And worth, worth, it. It. worth it. It's truly not that hard. Um, and if anyone listening has a business and has questions about, um, how we do it, <laughs> obviously we're still learning as we go. We're still new. Um, but I feel like we have a pretty good system. Also, if there are any autistic people that are listening, um, that, are interested in potentially being a neurodiversity and disability specialist, um, or are interested in a job anywhere within our business, um, send me your resumes. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Um, we're, we're working on slowly growing. Um, I want to start making those connections and networking with you all. Um, so send me an email, add me on LinkedIn, um, and let's start chatting. And hopefully I, down the road, we can onboard some more people.
0: And i all that in Join fr-
1: us. We have meltdowns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, come on in. The water's, water's great.
1: Yeah. Water's you know? fine. <laughs> water's fine.
0: Before I close things out today, I just want to say thank you to Sonny and Rose for taking the time to come on the show and for talking to us about inclusion in the workforce. Thank you for sharing your personal experience as well as what you're doing at Bennett life to help. Uh, Employ people in the neurodivergent community. So, uh, if you guys want to find out more information about Bennett Life, or you're looking for possible employment, or you want to just learn more, uh, you can visit BennettLife.com. That's B E N E D L I F E.com. Link will be below. As for me, you can find me at Listen.TheAutismDad.com, where you can interact with this podcast, uh, leave questions, feedback, comments, show suggestions, topic ideas, you know, guests suggestions, like whatever you want, you can leave uh, feedback there. You can subscribe to this podcast and any one of your favorite podcast listening apps, just hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I look forward to talking to you on Friday. All right. Take care. See you later. Bye.